Please say amen when you get there. Second Chronicles 2020. The name of this uh, title of this message is Follow the Prophets. Okay? In order to begin this and begin it correctly, I was coming down the highway last Monday and I was talking to God and asking him some things to, that I needed him to reveal to me. And he began to share with me some things. And he, and, and he said, we're in a season now that I've released a spirit, a newfound spirit of authentic prophecy. Not a counterfeit prophecy, but authentic prophecy upon the earth. And he says to me, he says, now, the things that you're to do now in the church, which is called my body, they are to follow the prophets. And then he said, I want you to go to Second Chronicles 2020. So I went. And I began to read it. And this is what it says. And they rose early in the morning. Early in the morning means that there's a breakthrough. Breakthrough. The early dawning is the breakthrough of another day. That means that it's a breakthrough of something else that's being required of us. Because every time there's a new day, there's a new thing that's required of us. Are you with me? Amen. We never get up living off of yesterday's misery, living off of yesterday's portions of life, but his mercies and his compassions are new every morning, are they not? So the Lord says to me, he says, and they rose early in the morning and went forth. They began to move into the wilderness of Decor. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and he said, Give me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. He's saying to those of us who are in praise, because Judah is praise, and those of us who are in peace, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, because Jerusalem is the city of peace. He's speaking to us here, the Lord is, through the prophet and the king Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat says this. He says, believe in the Lord your God and shall ye be established. You see? Mm -hmm. By believing in the Lord our God, we shall be established. But look what else he says. Because there's a second part to this. And the second part is, believe his prophets, so shall ye do what? Say it loud. Say it loud. See what God can give you, see? You see, if you believe it, then you got to speak it because don't nothing happen until you open your mouth and speak it. Get nothing happen. That's what I'm me. We won't speak these things into existence. As long you cannot be the thought with the thought. 
only way you can be the salt is through the spoken word. The only way Jesus beat the devil, when you go back and you read it in the gospel, in one to each gospel brings out a little bit more of the other. The devil came at Jesus three times. And in one of those gospels, the devil didn't leave him until that third time when he spoke the word. He didn't say it was written, he said it is said. And then the devil left and spoke the word. It didn't just happen until God said, let there be light. God said, God said, God said. If you want something to happen in your life, you've got to get in line with God and then utter it out of your mouth. You've got to speak that thing into existence. You have to follow the prophet. He says here, if you believe his prophet, you shall prosper. That's why a lot of us don't prosper in the world today. We don't believe the mouthpiece of God. And when you don't believe it, then you stand still because the Bible says that by believing the Lord your God, he shall establish you. He shall put you in the right position. But in order to prosper, that means that a movement is taking place, right? So until you understand that you've got to believe the mouthpiece of God, you won't work. You won't move. You, I'm serious. I'm just opening it up to you. Now, what you do with it, it's up to you, but if you want to prosper in your life, you need to hear what God is saying this morning. You know why? Because the church has lost its reverence for God throughout the world. And God is not pleased with us. God is not pleased. And God wants us to get back to this place. So what God did was, he ran, and what he's done is, he sent that spirit of the prophet into the world, the authentic prophet, the one that's going to help your life if you receive it. But he also, in the Bible, he also sent a lion spirit. For those of you that know the Bible, he also sent a lion spirit into the earth to deceive those who didn't want to hear the authentic word of God. Two of them out here. And it's dangerous too. Dangerous. If he get hooked up with the wrong voice, the wrong guys, we'll think we're doing the right thing. Because the two sound so close together until you get hooked up in it. And then when you get hooked up in it and you're out there stranded in the ocean without a life jacket, kind of late then. You either gonna swim or die. Kind of, it's kind of hard to be in the ocean, even with a life jacket. Because you don't know what's on you, just to feel what might eat you up or, or give you a heart attack. Because I'm serious. Ocean is big. It's very big. So, when we go over here to the book of Revelation, and we see some things here, I just want to teach you. Can I just teach y'all about the prophecy of God? I want, I want to piggyback on something. I want to go to Genesis first. Genesis chapter 12. 
26, Genesis 26. I, 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 I want to deal with something here. Because I got to set the stage on something here. And the stage has to be set correctly. So y'all bear with me. Yeah, Genesis 26. See, at that time, there was a famine in the land. And what God did was, God spoke to Isaac, and he told Isaac, he said, look, Isaac, because you know when it's a family in the land, you start thinking some crazy stuff, don't you? I mean, you get desperate, you desperate people do desperate things in desperate times, right, Mark? Don't, de don't we, when we get desperate, we do some desperate things, am I right about it? Now, in a family, that's a desperate time, man. When you don't know where your next meal gonna come from, and you're looking at your children, and you know you got some big bills coming, in, you know that's a plan. You know, and that way on the man, am I right about it? Yeah. Okay. Now it was a famine in the land at that time, and Isaac, which means joy, Isaac was the son of Abraham. Now, if you remember Abraham, there was another family in his days, and he went to Egypt and ran up on a bad time. In other words, he went and started back doing some, some things that shouldn't have been done in the world, right? Because he's desperate. And desperacy will make us do things that we normally wouldn't do. Let's, let's just be honest. See, see, we can't grow if we don't be honest. If we don't judge each other, we can't be honest. grow now. We can't grow. Let's just be real. Let's just be open. Let's be like a filet fish. Just open me up, Lord, and let me see myself. Let me get this thing a little bit better. It's all right. Because the same cutting I get, the next person going to get too. So let's just all get healed, operated on together, right? Now, so Isaac, what Isaac does is, Isaac ponders about going down to Egypt. And God interjects and he says, look, he says, don't go down to Egypt like your daddy did. Don't you go down there. Isaac was ready to make a move that he shouldn't make. So, Isaac means joy. Now, it's hard to have joy in a family, ain't it? It's hard, but the joy of the Lord is our strength right along here and I, right? But it's hard to have joy during hard times, ain't it? Unless you really tap in with God and you can go into that inner sanctuary where nothing else can touch. See, there's a place inside of us that can't nothing ever touch but God. Amen. And you got to know how to enter into that. And you can't enter into it through things. And you can't enter into it through people. But you got to enter in through the door. And the door represents what's written in this book right here. Right? So, joy, Isaac. Verse 3 here in chapter Genesis chapter 26. Isaac says, he, the, the word of God says, that Isaac sojourned in this land, and I will be with thee. He's telling him to sojourn where he is. He was in Gerard, a place of the famine. He said, but I will be with thee in this place of the famine. He said, I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to bless you. Not in Egypt, but right in the famine, right where you think it ain't going to make it, is the place that God's going to do his thing. You need to sojourn. Sojourn means that you need to tread this ground. Put it next. 
Now, watch what it says here as we go on down. Then, in verse 12, it says, Then I began what? That just don't mean money. That means your soul. That means your work towards God. That means your full essence of God. Isaac, soul. In which land? That land. What land? The land where you found it's the best time to sow is during that time that there's a family in your life. The best time to sow is when you don't have to sow. Whether it's your time, whether it's your money, whether it's your praise, find a way to give God what belongs to God. If you pay God his bill that you owe, God will pay your bills that you owe. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. The Bible says, I'm talking about what the Bible says, that 39, Proverbs 39 and 10, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of thine increase. He didn't say honor yourself. He didn't say honor the life. No, he said honor the Lord. If you pay God, what you owe him, God will pay your bills for you, what you owe others. He'll do it. Now it goes further than money now. It goes further than money. It goes further. God wants our total being. God has said, look here, I want you to be a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto me. Because this is your reasonable service. This is your reasonable service. In other words, you're not doing God a favor by trying to get your life right. You're doing yourself a favor. But if you're going to get it right, then God says, you got to do it the right way. you got to do it my way. We're trying to do this thing our way. And it ain't going to work like that. It won't work like that. See, man, when you get some water out of our room, too, would you please get it out of our office? Bring it back to you. I got one here. Thank you. Appreciate it. He says in verse 12, well, look here. Isaac sold in that land and received when? In, look at the word. You need to look at the word. I want you to see it in the word, people. Then Isaac sold in that land and received in the what year? How much? A hundredfold. And after he received, what did he sow? In the famine. In Gerard. There was a famine in the land, right? He sowed in that land. And the same year Isaac got a hundredfold. And look what happened after. After he got his harvest of a hundredfold, look what God did then. Then he blessed him. See, that wasn't even, that hundredfold wasn't even God blessing to him. That was just his harvest from where he sold. See, that's what we got to understand. Now, there, the Bible talks about a 60, a 30 fold, a 60 fold, and a hundredfold. Right? Now, the 30 fold, knowing how you count the numbers, three plus zero equals three means 
the first thing we ought to do in order to get to the hundredfold is that we've got to get to thirtyfold, which is to be resurrected. Three means resurrection. Thirty, three, just how you got the number, three plus zero equals three, which is the number of the resurrection, right? God can't do nothing to us and for us until we become resurrected in him. The sixtyfold comes in because sixty, y'all know how to count the number, six plus zero equals six is the number of man. So man has to be resurrected. Before he can get to the hundredfold, he got to go through the thirty, he got to go through the sixty, then he got to go through the hundredfold. Now the hundredfold is a percentage-wise thing where it, what it actually does is it takes care of your whole situation in life. In other words, it fixes everything in your life. That's what the hundredfold is. It don't mean that you get a hundred percent return. It means that you get a complete makeover. Now what God is ready to do now is bless you. Because you got to get to the hundredfold. For, in other words, we got to get fixed before God can bless you. All right? We got to get fixed if we want to be blessed. Now, the harvest comes from what you sowed, right? He sowed, you got a hundredfold, right? That was his harvest, right? And his harvest is for him to live on, right? But the blessing that comes after the harvest is for you to bless others with and help others with. There's a difference between the harvest and the blessing. See, many of us get a blessing mixed up with the harvest and the harvest mixed up with the blessing. But the harvest is meant for you to live on. The blessing is meant for you to bless others because the blessing is an overflow in your life. Okay? All right. Now, here we go. Let's go into the prophetic utterance of the Word of God. Let's go here to the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, in the sixth chapter, there are seals, seven seals that start, begins to be broken. The first four seals are the apocalyptic horses, the white horse, the red horse, the black horse, and the pale horse. Y'all familiar with them, right? Now these seals are the, are the breaking up. The, the word seal means that something is fenced in, bound up. Not released yet. But notice that these seals are going to be opened up. Let me read it here in a minute. Now these seals, the breaking of the seals represent that the breaking of the seals sets in motion a chain of disasters upon man. Did y'all hear? The breaking of the seals, what it does is it sets in motion a chain of disasters upon man. That's what the breaking of those seals do. Let's go to Jeremiah, the 14th chapter. And let's deal with it. But first, I'm going I'm to read this. I'm going I'm to I'm read two things here, then we're going to go back to Revelation. First of all, let's look at Revelation chapter 6, verse 5 and verse 6. Are we there? Amen. Revelation chapter 6. Because I want you to know and see it in the Bible so that we can understand what God is saying. Because too many times we've been in church and what has happened is, is that we've not, we don't know what's in the Bible. We just know what the preacher says. But we need to know what God is saying. 
and see if the preacher is lining up with what God is saying. Y'all agree with me on that? We need to know what's in the word of God, right? Amen. Look at the word here. It says, and when he had opened the third seal, I heard. I heard the third beast set. Come and see. And I beheld and wrote a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Pay particular attention, church people, to the fact. See thou not hurt not the oil and the wine. First of all, we, let's do some uh, 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 analysis on these beasts. It speaks about the beast over here. Let's go over here to, let's see if it's in 332, let's go to, let's go to Revelation chapter 4. Chapter 4. Verse 6 and 7. Are you there? All right, look what it says in chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4, verse 6 and verse 7. It says, And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne were four beasts. Beasts is talking about. Full of eyes. That means all sin. Every eye that run to and fro in all the earth. Zechariah 14. They were before him, and they were behind him. That means that he could see everything. In the end, to the end, and he could see everything from the beginning. That was God, all seeing eyes, all right. And the four beasts, now these four beasts, these beasts, they are the instructors in the word of God to man. Because they had six wings, which make references that they were in reference to man. And they taught him. And the reason why they look the way they look is if you look in verse 7, you'll see, and the first beast was like a lion because he spoke the truth. He instructed man in the truth, all right? The second beast was like a calf because he instructed man in the knowledge of God, okay? The third beast, and that's the one we're going to get to because that's the one that's talking to John over here when we go back to it. It says, and the third beast had a face as a man because it represents the fact that this beast was teaching the wisdom of God to man. That's why he had the face of the man because man is made in the image and the likeness of God. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle because the flying eagle represents the spiritual intelligence of God. And that's what that fourth beast was doing. That fourth beast was teaching us that flying eagle teaches man the intelligence of God. In other words, he teaches man how to set his affections above the things of the earth and not on things down here in the earth, okay? It says set your affections above and not on things of the earth. That's what that teaches us to do. Now, let's go back to Revelation chapter 6. Because this third beast, the one that looked like a man, the one that's teaching uh, John, the, teaching all of us the wisdom, 
of God. He said, I need you to come and see. Y'all see it there in verse 5, don't you? He said, I heard the third beast say, come and see. And I beheld, and then I low a black Now that black horse is angry because, first of all, that black horse represents famine. He's a power. Horse represents a power. Black represents dark, obscure, adversity, and the power of ignorance. And that's what that black horse means. Now, through this power, through this power, this black horse, the rider is bringing forth upon the earth darkness, obscurity, adversity, and ignorance. Is man not ignorant? Has he not become ignorant? He's become so wise. Professing himself to be wise, the Bible says he became a fool. That's what the word says. That's what God's word says. In the book of Romans, it says, He said, You're wise, but God said, You're a fool. All because of this black horse. That black horse has been riding a long time now. Darkness, obscurity. Adversity, ignorance. Genesis 1 2 tells us that darkness was upon the face of the deep. That's that rider. You know what the deep is? That's your blessings. Because deep represents the water, and water always represents the blessings. And any time that you, out of ignorance and out of obscurity and out of adversity, cannot see, what God's blessings are, then darkness rides over you. And you can't see what God really has for you. Amen in the house? Amen. Darkness was there until God came on the scene because God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. God came on the scene because he said that the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of God, it moved against the waters. But what was on the waters? Darkness. So really, you've got the blessings of God. You've got God's blessings here by ignorance. And God is over it. And he sees the darkness, but he also knows what's under there in the water because he's the one made the blessings. So the first thing God says to us is, let there be light. In other words, let there be me because God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. So he says, I've got to bring myself into you so that you can see through the darkness and understand what the blessings of God is in your life. So, so, so the word of God says that he moved. And then he attacked the darkness. Because every time God said something, he challenged something. And God said, that means he challenged the darkness by saying, let there be light. And that's what we do when we speak a word. We challenge what it is in our life. If it's famine in your life, then speak against it. If it's notoriety in your life that you need to get, ask God for it. Notoriety in Him. 
Whatever it is that you need, you got to speak it. Because don't let it happen until the spoken word comes forth. And being made in the image and the likeness of God, life and death is in the power of the tongue. We can either bring life or we can bring death. And if we're not bringing life, we don't need to bring death on We don't need to do that. Who played Joseph? Was not the earth void? Was not the earth without form? Sounded to me like the earth was in a family back then. In Genesis 1, wasn't it? Sounded to me like it was. Because that's what ignorance and obscurity and adversity and all that does. That's what it does. So, look what this black horse says. He says, I the hell and Lord, black horse. He knows that's the power of ignorance and adversity and darkness. And men love darkness rather than evil. I mean, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So they love darkness. And he that sat on him, on that power, that black power, had a pair of balances in his hand. My God from God. I don't care about that. He's got a balance of scales in his hand. In other words, he had the power to balance out some things and make it fit the way he wanted it to fit. I want you to look at something. Now, these balances that he's got are deceitful balances. We're talking about a famine now. But remember, you've got to learn to sow in the famine if you want to reap a hundredfold and then be blessed, right? Ain't that what the word said? Okay. Now, let's go over here to Jeremiah. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah 14. Follow the prophet. That's what he said to him. You should follow. Look what he said. They were at that time at the crazy, the church was in this chapter here, Book of Jeremiah. They were acting so bad. Look what verse 11 says. Where you, where you won't think it's me saying this. And then I'm going to explain what, what he's saying here. He said, Then said the Lord unto me, Pray what? For who? For their what? He said, Don't pray for these people for their good. Why would he say something like that to his own people? Because they were rebellious. They wouldn't hear him. So God didn't say don't pray for them. That ain't what he said. God said, don't pray for them for their good. In other words, he didn't say, pray for them for their bad. He said, don't pray for them for their good. So what we need to do is pray, God, I pray that God's will be done in their life. Pray that God, put it back in God's hands. Because that's what God is saying here. Because prayer is such a powerful thing. God is saying, no, I need you to release this situation back into my hands. That's why he said what he said. Because what we'll do is we'll get in the way of what God wants to do. And we don't have that authority to do that. So God said, look, stay out of the way. 
That's what he said. Don't be, stay out of the way. Because I'm going to deal with this. And I'm going to manifest myself and my glory in this house. He's going to do that. He's going to do it. See, it don't take long for God. I didn't get finished telling y'all last night, but I was trying, I started. Wednesday, we put the thing on the, on the uh, internet, the server. When we came to church Wednesday, it had six listeners. Two hours later, when we went back home, that thing had jumped from six to two and four. It had jumped from, 26, from, from six to 24 people in two hours. You know what God was doing? God was showing them. God was showing them what he's capable of doing. God was giving us a vision then on not to work. Because God, y'all don't get that. Y'all don't get that. I, I refuse to sweat. I got it on cruise control. Because everything God do, God don't do nothing. The Bible says that it's true. God don't do nothing without informing his servants first of what he's going to do. God had already said who what he was going to do. And he had already said what he was going to do after he did. Well, oh, you better hug, Sister Rollins. He already done said it. But see, when God be speaking, we really don't be listening. It's like Chad Deep said. It ain't that you ain't speaking, they just can't hear you. <laughs> it got closed ears. So God said, okay, you close your ears, okay. All right. I'll bring you some with some open ears. See, you don't know how much you bless me with the comfort. You see, that's why I look up to you. I know God is working in your life as a preacher. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you. He don't do nothing before he show his servant what he's going to do. I'm trying to tell y'all something. So he says here in verse 12, he said, when they fast, look here. He said, when they fast, I ain't even going to hear that cry. Did you see it? Man, we're talking about some dangerous stuff here. You see, if God plants you, what tree? Okay. You plant, you make the energy like God. Now we tree the righteous. Look at the tree of you. Right. You take a tree. You plant. Do the tree get up? Unless you move it. You don't move the tree unless you got another place for the tree to go. Oh, y'all still don't hear me. They still don't hear me. <laughs> What tree do you know ever got up from what a master planted it and with one that looking for a place? It don't need for the master to come by. But you I'm just trying to help God's people. Because somewhere along the line this madness that the world church is going through, running from sea to sea. It's got to stop. Somewhere we got to get planted by that river water where we can flourish. Because you can't flourish. Play a leapfrog. And God ain't going to tell nobody to and not know where they're going. You ain't going to pull no plant up and not know where you're going to plant it. You done already scoped it out. 
For I know I'm in the house. Bible says when they fast, I'm not even going to hear. And when they offer burnt offerings and oblations, I'm not going to accept them. In other words, when they try to sin in the front of the house with their praise, that's what burnt offering means. He said, it ain't going to do nothing to hit the ceiling. And you will tell by their lifestyle. You see, when you click into the kingdom, you can't help but prosper and grow. When you click into it. But if you don't click into what God has said, you don't click in, there'll be no growth. And you'll think that's when the devil starts talking to you. Because, see, like the prophet just said last night, you got to line up right under the light and start getting generated from God. But if you're over here, you have to listen. You, 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 you know, and your life, it'll show. And it'll show in your fire, it'll show all the way. But when you get in line and you catch this thing and you plant that seed and give it time, God's time, I guarantee you, it'll come. It'll come. Because the Bible doesn't say don't grow weary in your way of doing. That is, you continue therein and faint not that you will reap in due season if you faint not. He says, when they offer it up, I ain't even going to accept them. But he said, I will consume them by what? What's the sword? The word of God. I don't like what he's saying. I don't like what he's saying. I can't hear it. I don't like it. That's, that, that's out there now. That's out there in the world now, in the church, that they don't hear. Because, see, they wanted you to tell them what they want to hear. Instead of, so he said that very same word. He said, I will consume them by the sword, which is the word, and by the famine. Now, the famine represents the fact that they won't hear. And by the pestilence that's going to come after them. Because whatever famine is going to come from pestilence, it's going to come from flies, ticks, fleas, many adversaries. Yeah. Wake up. Mm -hmm. <coughs> By the sword and by the fence. He said, I'm going to consume them by this. I want you to go with me to Amos 8, Old Testament, 11 and 13. Amos. It's a little difficult to find Amos. But this helps you get around in the Bible. Amos is, is, is uh, right after the prophet uh, Joel. <coughs> uh, uh, right, yeah. And right after Obadiah and right before the prophet, or right after Joel. The book of Joel then comes Amos, okay? A little hard book to follow, fine, but it's not that hard. If you can, if you can find Micah, it's one of these little books that I want to find. Amos, the third chapter. Get 
Look at this word. It says, Behold, verse 11. Are you there? The day is come, saith the Lord, God, that I will send a what? Where? In the land. And what you're supposed to be doing in that land? Because that's what he said, right? And when you do that, you'll reap a hundredfold in the same year. Ain't that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we don't want to forget. Just, see, these are instructions. That, remember the beast, they're giving instructions to man. Now, if we want it to work for us, we've got to follow the instructions, right? right. If stop the giving your medicine and you don't go by the instructions, then what's going to happen? You're either going to get sick or the medicine's going to kill you or it ain't going to work and whatever you got that you were trying to get rid of is going to kill you. But either way, you're going to be hurt because you didn't follow the direction. Directions say take one pill after every meal three times a day. You take the medicine, you ain't eating. You taking, instead of one pill, you taking two. So you're doing your own thing. And you're going down through there, and you got it all wrong, and it'll catch up with you. You see, you see the, the scenario. In other words, we got to learn to follow instructions, right? We got to learn to follow and understand the order of the house that God has set for. Because anytime we don't do that, then we're out of position with God. And that'll hurt us. You see, we'll wind up hurting, our, we'll wind up hurting the mission of God. And we don't want to stand before God and, and God say to us, you tried to hinder me and what I was doing. I don't want to do that. I'm scared of that. He said, I'm going to send a famine in the land, and it's not going to be a famine of bread, and it's not going to be a famine of thirst or water, but of the hearing of the what? Right. Not going to be able to hear the word of the Lord. And they shall do what? You know what it means? That means you hear, you show you up for it, and now you're going to hear, you hear Six months later, you're up for it, and now you're going to hear it. And, and, and everywhere you go, I'm, I'm just telling the truth now. They, the word of God said they'll wander from sea to sea, from the east to the north. Is that what it said? From the east, from the north to the east, even to the east. They should run to and fro to seek what? What they ain't going to find. That's the word of God. And everywhere you go, you're going to go with a wound. You bring a wound, you take a wound. So wherever else you go, you're going to cause fire and fear too because you might, you don't, it ain't going to be long for you. The word of God is going to cut you again and then you're going to have a problem. And then now, you're going to disrupt and then you're going to go and, and, and they're going to be wondering, see to see, that, yep, to and fro. I gotta got find a word. I don't like that over there no more. I gotta find a word. I gotta find a word. I gotta find a word. That's called a lunatic spirit. That's what that is. That's a drifter. That's Cain. He had to go down in the land of Nod. The land of Nod is a place of wandering. And when he went down off in there, he married something that wasn't made in the light and the image of God. That's what the book says now. In other words, you better watch what you're attacking yourself to and where you're attacking. Okay. Follow the prophet. I done told them, Lord. I done spoke to them. Now I'm going to give it to them. Do what they want to. 
It says, in that day, verse 13, shall the five virgins and the young men say they're going to faint from thirst. Those that were flourishing in the word, in that day, when they start doing that, they're going to become faint. They're going to start falling out. Is the word right? Is the word, is the word true? Thank you, brother. At least I got an amen. At least I got one. <laughs> that means we don't believe that the word is true. Because amen means that I agree with you, God. That's what amen means. That's what it means, people. And I done told you over and over, you better learn to open your mind. I keep telling you that. If you want to be blessed, you better get in covenant with God and not with man. I keep trying to tell you. I keep trying to tell you the right thing. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel. Hold your places in Amos because we're going back. As a matter of fact, go on over here to Amos now, the fifth chapter, and hold your place there. I you to hold your place there because I want you to go to Ezekiel. Ain't got but a couple more places to go. A couple more places to go, but I got to teach you this. I got to teach you this prophecy. Ezekiel. 14. Ezekiel 14, verse 21. Oh, yeah? Does everybody understand? For thus saith the Lord God, how much more when I send my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem? Those four judgments are those four horses. That white horse, that red horse, that black horse and that pale rider. One represents the Antichrist, one represents war, the red horse represents war, black horse represents famine, and the pale horse represents death and hell. Okay? All right. It says, For thus saith the Lord God, How much more when I send my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem, upon your peace, upon Jerusalem city peace, the sword, which is the word, and the famine, talking about that famine, and the north and beast, and the pestilence, to cut off from it man and beast. How much more? Now go to Amos, because here's what we're doing. I'm going to show you what we're doing. Follow the prophet. Remember? Follow the prophet. Better follow. Because this is what we're doing. I'm going to tell you what, what man is doing. Can you tell you? In the book of Amos, the fifth chapter, Verse 19 through 22. Verse 18. I'm going to go to verse 18 through 22. Are we there? Watch what this word says. It said, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness. There's going to be a whole lot of trouble. And not light. Y'all see that? Darkness represents. Obscurity. Here you go. God's going to cloud it up. He said, in verse 19, said it's going to be as if a man did flee from a lion. Remember that tree that's uprooted itself? Fleeing from one place? Are you with me? Look what the Bible says. He's going to be like a man from a, running from a lion, fleeing from a lion, and a bear meeting. 
we struggling this out back here when y'all hear this stuff. Y'all ain't supposed to be getting involved with that. I'm teaching my deacon. I'm not jumping on nobody. I'm teaching us because we got to be taught right or wrong. You see, because that back there, that belongs to you. That's what God has placed on your shoulder. See, see you're the shoulder and everything back there. Depends on how y'all are acting. The soldier is called cat. My man. My man. My man. The soldier called cat. Pretty in. Says here, as if a man did flee from a lion and a bear man. And or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent did it. In other words, it don't make no difference where that tree run to. If the lion don't get him, he run from the lion, the bear gonna get him. Run from the bear, the serpent gonna get him. Oh, who the serpent? The whispering and chilling on. Hush your mouth. <laughs> you like that, don't you? Huh? <laughs> Can you work? It's in the Word. It's in the Word. It's in the Word. That's how we got to be careful. Now, going back over here to Revelation, I'm going to cap this thing there. I would have preached a little harder. Probably didn't need to if I had that other thing on me. It was good. I didn't have it on me. I don't know. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> ah, Revelation 6 chapter. Verse 5 and verse 6. Verse 5, verse five talks about that battle in the hand. Well, y'all remember me over here. I told y'all to hold y'all place in angle. Then I said, hold a place in angle. Chapter 5. Mm -hmm. Now, this thing here, Revelation 5, 6 talks about, let's see this thing. He's got this balance in his hands, right? That word balance means that he's got a law of obligation in his power. That's what that balancing scale is. But I'm going to tell you something about this scale. If you go to Hosea 12, 7, and you, and, and you can just write these down. You don't, if, you, if it's hard for you to, to get to these, you can uh, write them down, and, uh, and then you can go back over Hosea. Hosea 12, 7, talking about the scale. Hosea 12, 7. How about this black rider now? Look here. Says that he is a merchant. Over there? Say he's a merchant. And what he got in his hand? Balances of deceit. Ooh, God. Over there? Really need you to see. He's got balances of deceit in his hand. Ain't that what the paralyzer had? A balance in his hand? Balances in his hand? And we know that he was a family. He know, we, we know that. He was the power of ignorance that brought forth the family. It says he's a merchant. Wall Street. The housing market. The banks. The government. They're all merchants. 
and they got deceitful balances in their hand. In other words, they're ripping us. Here it is. And it's caused us, this, not only this nation, but this world, to go into an economic famine. Right? He said he's a merchant. The bouncing of defeat, of deceit are in his hand. And he loves to do what? Oppress you. And the best way to oppress a person is when they ain't got no money. When they up their heels in debt. That's the best way. Am I right? Keith, am I right about it? You can't tell me a man don't feel better when he got a dollar bill in his pocket. You can't tell me a man don't feel better when bills are paid when they come in. It's all, I always tell my wife, I don't care what it costs, it's best to have money to pay it than not to have it. Just pay the bill. I can't stand a bill. Pay it and get it out of my sight. She likes to hold on to them like they're precious. Get that thing out of my sight, Deacon Hill. Because, yeah. So when I'm sitting there at the table, see, she got that thing, she loves to just stick them up there. And, I'm, and I, where I sit, I'm looking there at that. I don't like that. Get that thing out of the table, get it away from me. Because that's a curse on me. A being. I don't like that. And that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants us to be oppressed. It wants to bring us into a place of famine. But what did God say do? Suffer. Amen. God's way is different from the enemy's way. God said, if you do what I tell you to do, this year, I'll bless you. In other words, I'll fix it for you. And then I'll bless you. That's what God's word says. I feel that one. That's what God's word says. That ain't what my word says. That's what God's word says. Then he goes on. And he says in the book of Micah. And then I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna close it down. But I'm gonna go to Micah. Book of Micah. Micah. Ooh, Micah six, verse eleven. Won't y'all see this, Calvin? This is that, this is that that that, that black hole. That power of darkness and ignorance and stuff and adversity. See, the devil loves adversity. Y'all do know that, don't Darkness loves it. And, and see, the light came into the world, but the, they, the, the, the men, man, men, they comprehended it not. But why? Because they did it evil. Because, it, you know, it's, they liked it. They liked darkness. You know? So look at what this word says. In Micah chapter 6, verse 11. Are we there? Amen. It says, Shall I count them pure with the wicked balances? And he got, ain't, 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 ain't he trying to rip us off? Yeah. Ain't the credit card thing that went up to about 35, 40% interest? Yeah. Hidden cost? Yeah. And I, I get in the banks, they made $7 billion on overdrafts. Yeah. Well, they sent a thing in the mail. Like they doing you a favor. You know, you say, okay, we're going to give you an overdraft of a few dollars, you know, maybe 200, maybe 100, you know, depending, you know, whatever it is. But anyway, and, 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 and if you go, if your thing gets empty and you go into that overdraft account, well, then if you buy a McDonald's, 
You still got to say that. Better five dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a deceitful balance in his hand. Eat you. That's a lot of money on overdraft. So let me know that we don't need no credit card. Because a credit card makes it too easy to get rich. Mm -hmm. Plus what you have a call. You probably and that's a process and see, you know, they probably got a few pennies on them after that. But anyway, <laughs> this says here, shall I count them with the wicked balances? Count them pure with the wicked balances? And with the bag of deceitful weight? In other words, it's a trick. It's like going to Vegas and playing flat tax. It's rigged. The economy is rigged in its favor, people. You know, the devil has rigged the economy. The devil has rigged Christmas. The devil has rigged Easter. It's all like, it's a joke. It's all rigged. He's rigged it. And what they do is, is they do it to rip us off and put us in a family. But God said, don't sow to them. <coughs> So to me. And I'll, if you pay your bill with me, I'll pay your bill to you. Y'all don't do that. I say, if you pay your bills to who? God will pay your bills for who? You. You got to get him off top, right? Because he's, he's that kind of person now. Remember, remember the talents. He gave you the talents, but he expected. Now, when you sow, you got to understand one thing. You just don't sow. You say, God, I'm expecting a return. I'm not playing at this time. Here he is. I'm releasing it in your hand, but I'm expecting Because that tip you give me is protecting my life. You see, you're putting, you're putting insurance on your own. You see, God can't protect you if you ain't paid your insurance bill. Does it make sense? Otherwise, it's going to be like this. In the book of Revelation, the sixth chapter. And we're getting on down to the end. He said, and I heard, 6th chapter, verse 6. He said, and I heard of the voice in the midst of the four beasts say. Notice where the voice came from. From the midst. That means in the middle. Now, the four beasts, there were four of them. So this is four represents the total force of God. Totality. Right from the center of those four beasts came the voice of truth, because one of them was a lion. Came the voice of knowledge of God, because one of them was a, 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 a cat. Came the voice of wisdom, because one of them looked like he had the face of a man. And came the voice of the intelligence of God, which was the prime eagle. Out of the midst of it came a spoken word of full value to man. This is what he said. He said, a measure, now that word measure means that Something has been 
rules and structures. A measure of wheat for a penny. You know what that means? That means a quarter. One quarter of wheat for a whole day's wages. One quarter. It's already that bad in some of the places. And three quarts or three measures, which is three quarts of barley for a penny, which is a day's wages. So here's what I need for you to see. See, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And I don't know. The oil is the anointing of God in your life. The wine is God's spirit in your life. What did God say so? In the name of the Father. He gave the command to those that are in pain, to the black folk. Men, Everybody that came here today, come back. Don't make it a one-time thing. Be a part of it. Let's work together. Man. Let's go out and let's do it. Let's do some good work. We got things back there for the kids and stuff, and we can even make it better. We got brand new computers back there. We're brand new. I'm talking about brand new. And don't get too much. See, God held up those federal grants. I didn't need because he knew. Don't you agree, John? Don't you agree? That doesn't mean that God ain't going to get to it. It means that we just got to do some stuff like Let's do some good. I want to work with you. You're a good man. You got to do it. I'm good. I want you. I want to hear the God. You know? Well, we can be protected. Because some dangerous things. We don't come together in the unity of the Lord. I'm going to tell you, I prayed last night. I prayed. I, I, I told my wife, I said, I'm standing in faith. And God took me back down when I was in prison. How I was given a vision 
还有文妹儿怎么玩？ Didn't even have a place to come to after, you know. Didn't didn't have nothing. I mean, you know, God was rebuilding. Everything was gone. And that's after I came off that three and a half year thing of eating out of trash cans and everything. And God got finally got to the point where okay, I'm gonna let you do something crazy, man, to get you put in jail where I can, you know, deal with you. Deal with you. See, yeah, see, you don't want against me. See, that's why I know it's dangerous to go against God. Now you can do it. You can you can do it the easy way. You can take the long way home, or you can take the short way home. But you will get there. No, no, yeah, John, right. Now most of us we have to take the long way because that's the way it is. John, I'm telling the truth. But, 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 but thank God. Thank God for His mercy and His grace. You know, because I don't go in blind, tripping, and crazy, and not to get in at all. I don't go in with spelling. So you see, I've been through too much to judge anybody. Can That's not my job. My job is to love you. I don't care what you do. My job is to love you. That's all I know. And I'm not listening to nobody else that's talking about anything else because it ain't right, it ain't God. That ain't the way God says do it. God says in Galatians 6.1, if you find a man in a fault, ye that are spiritual. Not just anybody in the church, but you got to be spiritual. Go to that thing. Yeah. It's a spirit of meekness, and compassion. And restore that man. But at the same time, be careful you don't fall into the same kind of thing. See, you be, you, 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 you be the trap for one person. The Bible says you need to dig too. You dig one hole for somebody to try you need to dig one for yourself. Because it's coming. Two days later, here she comes in the penitentiary. 
preach the word of God. That's true. And for six months, people, I don't like these 17, 18 paid letters. Yeah, books. <laughs> but I wasn't writing no junk. I was revealing the word of the Lord. Amen. Because see, God the one that gave it to me, so the only way that I could make that connection to do a God's way. Six whole months. God taught me a lesson in standing in his presence. That's why when, I, when y'all see when, when y'all see things happening, I look at it like it ain't even happening. I just go on preach the word and go on about my business. Yeah. Because see, God taught me back then how to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Just stand still. Let the Lord establish you and believe in the prophet. And you'll prosper. That, pro that prophet is not a man, it's a spirit. So what God did was, after six months, and I lost my mind, wondering, I'm tired of this brightness woman, and she don't never show no kindness. I mean, nothing. And I'm going through some changes now after six months, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in jail, and I know God is supposed to be, and I, but I'm standing. So one day, I just decided, just, just, I just, yeah, you're going by my business. And she came in the penitentiary that day and she looked at me all crazy, like, you know, that look, you know? That look. And I knew that God had been working on it. But before then, I didn't know. And that's been my mind. You see, it ain't a lust thing, it's a spiritual thing. And that's why God has blessed us. If you connect with your mate spiritually, You connect with your mate spiritually. God will drop a nuclear bomb of prosperity in your life. He'll do that. He'll do that. And on that note, I'm going to ask Deacon to come around and take it. God bless you. Brother, you got something for you? So, Deacon, sometimes I want to bring the kids up the minute. Come on, y'all. And since we went over the thing a little bit, we won't, uh, we won't even. I won't even spend that time after this. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I want to say this before they go. Keep your baby. Brian. No, we don't need my phone. Okay. Brian. Come on, get ready for the kids. Let's go. Ready.